some adjustments but Jackie Bradley Jr. pops it up long run for Cabrera and he made the play oh, he... this is Brandon Lockridge and you're listening to the Bronco Tachos What's up, everybody, and welcome to the newest edition of the Bronx Machachos Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and tonight we got the boys with us. We've got Danny. Yeah, what's good, everybody? Alex. Hello, hello, hello. And Dave. What up, everybody? Y'all, all right, everyone, you guys all know the drill. Rate, subscribe, review, like, hit us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey, Amazon, any place you get your podcasts. And for everyone who's watching, hit that like button on the bottom of the screen. And don't forget to subscribe to the Five Reasons Podcast Network on YouTube. All right. Just to let everyone know, this first segment is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get to browse, find, and buy all your tickets for all concerts and sporting events. Spring training start, is starting right around the corner. Get your, get your tickets through SeatGeek. Regular season's coming around the corner. Step your game up, get through SeatGeek. Remember, use our promotional code, Bronx Muchachos, all capital letters, to get your discount on your first order. Boys, you know, last week we had a good one, but there's a lot of things been going on in spring training. We got a nice third base little uh, little fight going on right now between DJ and JD. Shortstop is up for grabs as well. IKF, Peraza, possibly Volpe. Judge might be moving to the left field. We got a wild horse in the coming out of the for a starting pitcher in Seve. We got a lot of things. We got a lot of things we can do, we can touch on. No, Dave, why don't I swing it to you? What do you want to go with first? I know. Uh, I think I think I, I think you I know no you I know you want to go down the third base line. So let's go down third base line with you. <laughs> well, um, I don't even really think it's even a competition. Really? I mean, I, I like DJ. I like DJ at third. I mean, Donaldson is aging out. He's going to be 38 this year. Um, I mean, he's only two years older than me. So, yeah, saying that it's old is kind of kind of messed up. But for baseball terms, he's old. Um, and, uh, you know, with DJ being back fully healthy, it's going to be a platoon situation. Um, I think DJ takes more of the reps than Josh Donaldson does. But in order for me to change my opinion about Donaldson, he's going to have to really show me something in spring training and have it carry over into the first few months of the season to make a believer out of me. Because there'd be nothing more that I'd like to see, you know, the the version of Josh Donaldson when he was in um, Oakland before he went to Toronto. I'd love to see that this year. But, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. That shoulder was barking last year. But we'll see if that's fully healed and recovered and uh, see if it poses a problem going into this season. That's my thoughts on third base. 
Danny, what about you? You got anything? You got you got anything to add? To, you you want you got anything different from that, or are you still you you uh, with him on Saints DJ? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna be interesting to see how Boone's gonna work out the amount of bats for everybody. Obviously, DJ is gonna be at the top of the lineup every day, uh, whether it's at third, second, or first, and you're still gonna expect anywhere from four or five hundred at bats, depending on if he's healthy. So, uh, Donaldson's still going to get a bunch of reps. We still have IKF on this team. So, it's going to be interesting to see where the chips uh, finally fall and who gets the, the line share of the bats at third specifically. So, um, it's going to be DJ. It's going to be Donaldson. It's going to be IKF. It's going to be a three-headed man at this point in time. What about you, Alex? What do you think? For Dave to think that we're going to, for hoping to get Oakland Josh Donaldson, like, man, that's 20, what, 14? That's a long time ago. I don't, I don't see Father Time letting that one happen. So, yeah, it's basically who's not hurting, who's ready for the day, and who's not ready for the day. Is it, oh, my gosh, are we putting IKF there because we're putting DJs over here and Josh is out or I don't know. Who knows? It's, it's going to be musical chairs over there, like it always is, at least for the past year. All right. Well, I got a number for you guys to remember, which is 21, as in $21 million. And that's what Josh Donaldson's owed. And I can't see $21 million being put on the bench for extended periods of time. That's not the, that's not the Yankee way. So as much as we're talking, I think that with the amount of, amount of infielders we have, I think someone's gonna go during during the during spring training. I hope. Um, there, I don't think that I don't think that there's gonna be a taker for Donaldson. I think that Donaldson will get the line share of third base this year, unless he really craps the bed and then they just DFA him, say May June time. You know, they, they you know cut your bait, cut cut your losses at that point and just move on at that at that point. But I think in the beginning of the year he's gonna get most of the time at, at third base. Okay. So that's, and that's just me. And, that, and I just can't, I can't see them sitting $21 million on the bench. Like I, I, I see the point, like him in the outfield, he is a golden glove fielder. I mean, not outfield, but fielder, sorry. But like his bat, that's, I think our fear. I think that's everyone's fear is, is he going to be out there? And then, just swinging for mosquitoes. That's it. <laughs> like that's, I think, our fear. I don't know. So I got to follow up to this, Mark. You're saying you don't see 21 million getting benched. May I, may I remind you that Alex Rodriguez got benched in his last year in the Bronx for a while. He got benched for Chase Headley, if my memory serves me right. And another thing that this all comes down to is matchups. It's all going to matter who is starting the game out on the mound for the opposing team, which is going to dictate the lineup, which the nerds upstairs are going to have a lot of input in and probably get their way. Um, so that's ultimately what it boils down to is matchup and numbers. My retort to you, Dave, is that Alex Rodriguez got benched when he wasn't performing in the last year before, and then they then they released him. But it's the and same thing with Donaldson. No, but could, we're, I'm, 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 grab some pine. 
I don't think they're going to give. I think they're going to give him the every opportunity to. And besides, at that point, you have to remember Alex Rodriguez wasn't even playing third base. He was playing. He was DHing. He came back from the suspension. He DH. He was a full time DH. He was not playing the field at all. So yeah. it's you know that it's kind of apples to oranges at that point. But I get what you're saying, Dave. But when you have JD and and DJ going going for third, you have two guys that can still play the the field. And and as Alex said before, it's all about hitting. I think that Donaldson gets the line share in the beginning to see if he act, his bat actually comes back. If last year was the fluke, if it was as everyone said, was all the injuries just kind of piled up on him and he couldn't perform. If he's still is batting under the Mendoza line or right near the Mendoza line and still pimping, you know, balls that are hitting the wall, <laughs> sack flies, <laughs> sack flies, <laughs> balls going off the wall, things like that, singles. <laughs> Then it's time. Then it's, then it's time to DFA him. So, darn, I'm gonna go back to the bench. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Hold on a minute. Sorry. Hold on a minute. If they end up D- DFAing him and not Aaron Hicks, we got a problem. Because you're saying you won't eat thirty million, but we still got two years left of Aaron Hicks. But if the, if the Yankees want to go anywhere, like deep into the playoffs. Get past the Astros. They need Donaldson to be a dude. We need to lengthen this lineup. So I'm, I'm hoping for I'm hoping for a bounce back season for Donaldson. I mean, Boone said we'll be crazy to to not think that he'll be he bounce back. I'm not too sure how much I trust Boone on that. I, I don't watch Donaldson every day. I don't watch the you know the uh, his his bad speed. I mean, he he looks washed to me. But you know, what, who am I, right? Aaron Boone thinks highly of him. The Yankees think highly, like, highly of him. But I think that's just to keep up his trade value and say, like, hey, we're spending $21 million for a reason. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But if the Yankees do need to – if the Yankees plan on going anywhere, we need Donaldson to step up because just having five guys in our lineup be threats is not enough. It's just not enough. No, you're hundred percent. You know, you're hundred percent right about that. <clears throat> but that that also can kind of lead us into you know, let's stay on the left left side of the field altogether. But let's move out to the left field instead. Now hmm. we're talking. We talked. We just talked about Aaron Hicks. One of the one of the big things that we're that's coming out of spring training right now is that Judge said that he'll move over to third to left field for for whatever Boone needs him to move over there. You still got Oswaldo Cabrera that can that can roam around. Who's the, now? Who's the left fielder? Do they do they do do, do they need to go out and make the trade for a left fielder? This because this opens up a whole another line of communication. We're all sitting there talking about going for, uh, you know, um, Brian Reynolds. There was talks about Max Kepler. Do we need the left fielder if we if Judge is going to slot over there for a while? If he takes say, if he if if. If Judge goes say eighty games in left field, do we need to get, a, get do we need to get an everyday left field? And just say look, just throwing numbers out there. Yeah. First off, I don't think he'd be like, he's going to play eighty games in left. I think there's going to be certain situations where at Yankee Stadium you're going to see. Well, at Yankee Stadium with the left hander on the mound, you'll see Giancarlo in right, you'll see Judge in left, and you'll see Donaldson DHing, and you'll you and have that rotating third base, you know. Um, I kind of did this, did this exercise the other day, um, just playing around with it and seeing the lineup. Um, and it, if you want to get the most right-handed bats into, into the lineup, 
against a left-handed pitcher at Yankee Stadium, that's the, that's the time to do it. Because um, I think that's probably going to be one of the few places. Anytime there's a short right field or a left field, at Fenway, John Carl's going to play left. Right In Houston, John Carl's going to play left. And Yankee Stadium, it makes the most sense to put him in right field and have Judge be the most the more athletic person in left, especially against left-handed, bat, uh, left-handed pitching. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I really don't see 80 games from Judge and left because it's not going to be happening on the road. And if it does, it'll be in very specific places. I can see it happening on the road. I, I, I do. It, it's the season is a lot more even this year that it's like we're going to everyone's going to be playing everybody so there're going to be opportunities that for the team to have judge over left and John Carlos and right playing a lot more often because there are fields that the dimensions do work out for that and i mean you got the two power bats out there like that they could throw they could hit bombs anywhere let's be real like i wouldn't mind it but 80 yeah probably but will it be close in the 80 range i could see in the 80 range i'm not saying it's going to go to 80 but i could see like maybe 70 the 70 80 area if it were to happen but if it doesn't happen i mean it's all because injuries or something like that happened like that like knock on wood but if there's no injuries and everything like that and everything's going great like i the numbers show that if john carlos is more on the field him at on bat actually works better and if he's worked bat, batting better that's better for the yankees all around then we know that yeah <clears throat> i agree um I, like Danny was saying the more athletic you need someone to be in left field judge is going to be there um over stanton um i think honestly because of age being a factor john carlo turns what 34 this november um, this, you might see this year, next year, probably be the last two years you see him in the field at, at any point and become a full-time DH. Um, you know, with, with the left field thing, they, they can split reps between judge Hicks and, um, Oswaldo Cabrera. And if something happens and someone needs to get DFA, then you just pull the trigger on Dominguez a little bit early and bring him up. Problem solved. I mean, you're holding on to these prospects for a reason. Use them. Don't, don't just hold on to them to, you know, hold on to them, and then you're ended up in another Esteban Floreal situation. So that's my thoughts on it. They don't need to go out and trade for anybody. They got in-house solutions already. It's just a matter of when they use those in-house solutions and how they use them. And speaking of Floreal, we haven't even touched upon him about uh, he could be – he could – Theoretically speaking, be a, be somebody out in left field. Him, Elijah Dunham. Elijah Dunham is a, is a sleeper. Is my sleeper pick, man. He's he's that he's that blue collar kind of guy that you that you kind of need on your on your team. The guy that the guy that does all the dirty work that'll take care of the take care of that stuff. I think that I think everyone kind of looking looking over him is is not something that we should be doing as a fan base. Um, but I you know I I still think that. You know, Stanton, Stanton's going. This is going to be his third. He's going to be thirty-three this this season. So, or he's this is the age thirty-three season. So, I mean, yeah, he turned thirty-three in November. Yeah, yeah. So he's got he's got yeah, two years. He's straight. yeah, he's got two years he's on judge. So now. I mean, yes. Yeah, so what I'm saying is he's he's got two years on judge. So judge. So 
as much as we're talking about Stanton needing to not play the field anytime soon, Judge is coming around that corner as well. He's gonna be he's gonna be mm. in the he's 31. Judge is 31. Remember that at the start of this con at the start of this nine year deal. He's 31 years old. So at some point he's going to be we're gonna have to be looking at, at him and saying, How long how long is that big body gonna be able to take the beating out in out in the outfield? So but I think that outfield wise, I think um, you know, let's let's let me swing it this way. Danny, we had we had, we we're having this conversation. Everyone kind of wanted to have this conversation. Who what's your who do you believe are is the Yankees? Let's let me put it two in two questions. One, who do you think the best three outfield outfielders are for the Yankees? And then the second, then the follow up is are the, if not if those aren't going to be your opening day Ross opening day outfielders, who is your opening day outfield? Um, we need Aaron Hicks to have a really good spring. Um. We need Aaron Hicks to to take over and grab left field by the horns and show everybody that that's his job. Um, I, I would be rooting for that, uh, just based on the contract, just based on the le- the length of time that he spent in the organization, and and this is a time to prove that he's a guy. So uh, I would like to see Hicks, Bader, Judge, left to right. That's what I would like to see. Um, will that happen? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it really depends on the spring. Like Cabrera could be like, Hey, you know, a bull out of the China shop and say, I'm, I'm grabbing this spot. And at least on, on opening day, I mean, everybody gets a bunch of hoopla on opening day, but so many things change between what's today, February 23rd to March, March 31st. Like so many things could change. There could be a trade. There could be injury. Like, but Hicks, Bader, Judge, that'll put us in the best position to win with Giancarlo to DH at least to start off and have that rotating uh, throughout the season. Alex, what about you? What do you? What are your thoughts? I like what he's saying, but I cannot put hope in Hicks. Um, sorry, I just can't put the hope in it. I would like to. But it's not going to. So I agree with the Bader. I agree with the judge. I would put Cabrera. I'm sorry. I mean, I would let him try out there and do what he see what he has to do, especially now with the season, getting a real season into it to actually try. I wouldn't mind him getting his opportunity. And if that doesn't work out in a month or two or whatever, seeing what's going on, break glass start moving things, shifting people around and seeing what happens, but give them a true opportunity and see what happens. That's my opinion. What about you, Davey boy? Dave. You know, we'll come back. We'll come back to Dave. I think he's got a little technical issues over there. Um, for me, I'll go, I'll jump in and then I'll swing it back to Dave. So, um, I I think I think two of the three are no brainers. This, I, you know, Bader and Bader and Judge are the no brainers. I'm, I I want to believe in Danny's point of view of Aaron Hicks needs to t- needs to take lock that down. <clears throat> I think that 
it's a whole nother that's a whole nother situation right there if he can because i think that he, he he's kind of i think he he needs a mea culpa moment where he needs to kind of hat in hand and kind of get back in the good graces not only of the team but in with everybody as for Alex's point with Cabrera, I think that he Cabrera's best spot is not to have a solidified position. I think that having him roam the, roam all over the place and playing all those positions, he can get 300-plus at-bats doing that, filling in for everybody and being a high-quality player, playing third, second, short, right field, left field, possibly center field, possibly first base. Heck, he won't even want to get a catcher's mitt and learn catching. I think that if we're gonna go down down the road of giving someone a chance, because he this one doesn't have any more options down down the minors, let Flor see what Florial's got. If it's gonna be apples to apples and let him kind of let him and Hicks kind kind of buy for that for that spot. If Florial don't you know Florial's got a better glove than Hicks. You got a better arm, and if their and if their offense is going to be pretty much equal, then why not just play? Do the have have but Florial? Didn't we play? But then we play the Florial game last season. Like for what? Three play? games? Three games? That's all it was. Three games. He, he never. He, they never give him a shot. They never give him a legitimate shot ever. Even the season before, it was three. It, he was what a ten games or something or something like that. He got ten at bats and he got three hits. It was a three hundred hitter, and and they never give him a shot. So. Why not? He's got no more options. Why not? He, he, they have to do something with him now? It's either he's on the bench or he's or he's cut. So let it be a re, let it be a real thing. Let him really give, give it a whirl and then see what so, happens. So, okay. So if we do play nah. the Florio game, how 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 long how long realistically would you are you willing to go a month two months on the Florio game to see? Two months. I give I give him I Is give him a, less less of a time than I give Donaldson. I give Florio. Mid mid May, so about two months. Yeah, give, like six weeks. Six okay, weeks. and and then and, and then we hit glass and break glass. Okay. Yeah, then you hit the then you hit the break glass. You pull the ejection shoot. You pull the ejection cord, and he's. The, and we're, he's we're at least at least we're about the same about when to do breaking glass on whoever's mm-hmm. in left. So yeah. that's good. You know it's gonna be longer, yeah. right? Yeah, we know. We know, but at least at least me and Mark know that. Hey, if, we, if we're in charge, we got everyone knows six about uh, six to eight weeks. You didn't produce. We're breaking glass. Yeah, we're gonna Danny, be talking about this in September. All right. Exactly. Yo, Danny. Danny, no, remember remember the conversations we had back in April with IKF. Okay. Yeah. I'm sitting there hammering down on, with you, like, yo, this don't this is not right. And you're sitting there telling me, just give him a chance, man. Just give him a chance. <laughs> and then we still talked about in September how terrible he was. I was like, yeah, yes. you know what? You were right in April. <laughs> yeah, th- th- this year I'm being, I'm in that area. I'm not on anyone's bandwagon really too much. I would rather yeah. give somebody, give, give somebody else the, the hope because everybody else, I'm like, I don't want to give it. I don't want to. I like the idea of Florial though, but only in theory. I, I, I'm not sure what it's going to be in practice because. Him against a lefty? Uh, do you want him out there every day against a, a, a tough lefty? No, I mean that's why you got Aaron Hicks. That's why you got Cabrera. That's why you got Judge. So it's going to be a rotating door. That left field is just going to be. No, you're, everyone's you're really going to get a chance. Yeah, it could be a platoon. You're right, but Dave, we haven't got you yet, brother. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not trying to see another season of let's play the game of let's see if this works. Clearly, they don't think highly enough of Floreal to keep him on the roster. That's evident. I mean, 
not a knock against him, but he's got 31 career at bats in the major league level with a 097 batting average. Well, that was 2022. Overall, he's batting 185 in the major leagues. They obviously don't have a plan for this kid, one, believe in him, number two. And if it comes down to sending Cabrera back to AAA or to keep Florial on the bench, I'm sorry, dude, but I'm leaving Florial in AAA. Like, they should have – the, the problem with Florial is – Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yes, he's, can. Saying, he's, it, got, he's out of options. Yes, That's, that's what I'm trying can. to say. He, he can be left there. Get back to my point. The reason why you have an issue with Florial is because they held on to Brett Gardner for way too damn long. That's the reason why they have a problem with Florial. It's because Florial was supposed to take over in center field when Gardner retired. Well, that didn't happen. And now they're stuck in this position where they have no idea what to do with this kid. And I kind of feel bad for him, you know. And um, like I said, man, like my outfield, like Hicks would be great if he could turn around because he's a switch hitter. That is lethal in this lineup. Look what happened in the late 90s when you had um, uh, the, the two switch, uh, O'Neill and uh, Posada. That diversified Bernie, that lineup. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie and Posada. Yeah, Bernie and Posada. Sorry. Um, and so my opening day outfield is going to be Judge in left, Bader in center, Stanton in right, and uh, probably Donaldson as the DH. That, that'd be my guess. Um, but did, I, I don't want to see another season long experiment to see, let's see if this works. No, you should already know what works and what doesn't when you break camp at the end of March. I, 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 I like your lineup for the outfield, but I don't see that outfield kicking in until probably early summer. That's where I could see them hit. That's no I idea. see everything else. Everything else I'm seeing like right now is like that early time frame. That's that. Okay. You know what? Nothing, none of these experiments are working. Let's try to get the big guns up there. That's how I see that one. I, I firmly believe against left-handed pitching in Yankee stadium, you will see judge in left field. Giancarlo and right and whomever um, filling in at third base in the infield. Uh, but if it's against a right-handed pitcher, I really don't see the Yankees going so heavy right-handed lineup. I, I just don't see it because we, we, we saw it two years ago where it was just overwhelming how many right-handed bats we had that lineup and we we're just so easy to pitch to. So, uh, Left-handed pitch in Yankee Stadium or any stadium where the, you know, the corner and outfield positions are a little bit easier on Giancarlo, you will see that on lineup, but that alignment, but I just, opening day, I don't see it happening because uh, San Francisco's guy is not, not, um, is, is Logan Webb, who's a, who's a right-handed pitcher. If, if it was like Alex Wood, I'd be like, hey, this would be a perfect time to debut it. It doesn't matter if it's opening day or what or whatnot, but uh, I just don't see it against right-handed pitching. No, I get you. I I hear what you're saying. I just I'm kind of on I'm kind of with Alex a lot on this one, where I think that especially especially in the early months too, you're not gonna you're, they're not gonna try to put John Carlo out there, especially um, with it being cold up you know up north. They're gonna kind of ease him into it. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna push him push him hard to be in the field until they have to put him in the field, and that's the early part of the season. Then, you know, late May, early early June, then you're gonna see him. Then you'll see him being inter- integrated more into the field. 
being more right, you know, in right field, playing a little bit of left field. Wouldn't you go to Boston? Maybe, maybe some, you know, somewhere else, a couple other spots as well. If push push comes to shove, maybe he has to play the field, you know, down in Tampa, play play it in Miami, play it somewhere else. I can see him, I can see him going back going back to Miami, playing playing the outfield there, just kind of giving the you know giving all the fans who you know remember him some yep. give him a little something down there. He he played the he played it um that year that Judge was injured that they went down here in Miami. Yeah. He was in the right field. I remember I bought tickets for that game in hopes of seeing Aaron Judge, and then the injury happens, and I'm seeing John Carter, and I'm like. Oh, well, memories right there. Memories. Nah, the memory was actually when it went over to like the 10th or 11th inning. That was nice. <laughs> so I got a question for, for everybody. This is Harrison Bader's walk here. For the Yankees to, to kind of take that next level as well. Our, our lineup has always been the biggest issue. Where do we see Harrison Bader fitting in? Do you see him being like a 2020 type of dude? What's your projection for Harrison Bader? And Dave, you look really excited. I'll, go, I'll let you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm it. I'm really excited to see what he does with a full season. I mean, we got a little sample size in September and then he just mashed in the playoffs in October. Um, I think, you know, he, Barring any kind of major injury, I would say probably plays between 145, 153 games. Bats 285, 25 home runs, 85 RBIs, and maybe 15 stolen bases, depending on how that plantar fasciitis um, diagnosis pans out. But that's what I think you're going to see from Harrison Bader this year. And a gold glove in center field. That's my prediction. Mark? Sorry about that. I was looking. I was looking up his stats on. Uh, no, I was. I was looking up. I was looking up his stats on, uh, on Baseball Reference. I kept on. He kept on hitting the wrong button to get back over here. Um, Harrison Bader, the most games he's ever played is in 2018. When he played 108 games when he was sixth in Rookie of the Year. He won his. He won his only Gold Glove in 2021 when playing 103 games in the field. This thing for Bader is is the health, and you know I don't the pop isn't the pop's not really there in the bat. I mean, most runs he's had in one season is two thousand. Everything else has been he had a couple of seasons where he's twelve home runs when he was when he was twenty four and twenty five. Two thousand twenty is kind of you know you can't give give him give much in fifty you know out of sixty games he played fifty of those games and had four home runs. And then the year, and then the first year we called up, we got played thirty-one. He got thirty-two games. We hit three home runs in, in a, you know, an abbreviated rookie season. So, I think that you can you can pencil him in for 12, 12, about fifteen max home runs. I think, I think fifteen. I think fifteen is where he's at. Um, stolen bases are, is I think with the bat, I, stolen bases are going to be cha- are the game changer. Because of the bigger bags, I think he. I think he could get twenty-five plus stolen bases this year. I think that's where. I think that's where he's at. But and his average, I think, is going to be. You know, his career average is two forty-five. So I would say stick. You know, stay in that area of, of hitting hitting two forty-five, two fifty. Some somewhere in that. I mean, the the shift is going to be 
is going to is going to play you know not having the shift is going to play might be good for him i don't i never really saw him as a how he hit in in all the years in st louis so i can't say you know the small sample size we had him as a yankee but i think i still think that he, harrison bader staying here for an ex, any extended period of time is dependent upon how jason dominguez does in double a this year and I think that because he's starting because Dominguez is going to start in Double A, I think halfway through the season there's a good chance he gets bumped to Triple A. If that really, if that's what happens, and Spencer Jones makes it all the way up to to Double A this year, um, and Everson Pereira is in, makes it to Triple A this year, I don't think, I think they're going to kind of they'll let they'll let Bader go because then they'll see that they have they have the pieces right there at at the doorstep. There's because Bader's not going to look for a one year deal. He's going to look for a multi year deal. And it's going to be a there's no four year deal. Yeah. So there's, there's no attendee. Think of that. Yeah. yeah. Exact five. Yeah. yeah five seventy five. Something. Something along those lines. Maybe. Maybe three for sixty or something. Like, or four. Or four for sixty. Something in that range. And that doesn't fit into the time frame of the the guys that they that they're bringing up in, from the from the miners right now when they're when they put all them when they're putting all their eggs in basically they're putting all their eggs in, in these guys coming up. So, I think I think Bader. Really needs to have a off the wall year, and I don't think he's going to have that off the wall year. Then that's nothing against him. It's just what what the type of player he is. But he's a high energy guy, and he's going to bring a lot of other, in, you know, indispensable and invaluable things that don't show up on that or won't always show up on the on the scorecards. But mm-hmm. I don't think I think this is kind of the end. I think this possibly is the end of the road for him with us. That's just my opinion. Alex, guess what? We'll the wait and see. I mean, he's definitely going to be an individual that's going to be needed, and it's not because of his bat for home runs or anything like that. Because I'm not like looking at his numbers throughout his whole career. It's not like he's he's ever going like, oh my gosh, hitting 15 home runs a year or anything like that. I, I see maybe 10 to 12 if it happens if he does a whole season. And when it comes to stolen bases, I'm not going to say it's going to be 25. Like, I, he's never, ever done more than 17. So I'm going to say for, for him to have an outstanding season, I'm probably going to say maybe he'll hit 20. Just if the Yankees decide to go more aggressive in the base running area and in that position to get inside of the opposing pitcher's heads while he's on base. But – I mean, I don't know. Like they, we're talking about the Yankees here. It's not like they ever go out there like, oh, we're. They haven't been recently in years going like we're gonna go crazy on stolen bases. I mean, that's not something that's been going on. It's like they've been caring more about the bat more than anything else. If you really think about it, it's like we all been preaching care about small ball, but not like they really care about what we think. Yeah, but but Alex and you, but Alex, right now they they have more guys right now that can play small small ball. They have mm-hmm. even with IKF on this on the mm-hmm. roster, IKF can play small ball. Labor, I mean, they can be, play. I'm, Cabrera, hoping they Cabrera, Cabrera, I'm sorry, Cabrera and Peraza can both play small ball. Bader can play uh, small we, ball. I but mean, they could have been the, playing. The, the last time they, they had a major small ball last season, they could have been doing it last season, but they didn't do it. They didn't. Yeah, but now they got care about it. Yeah, but, but now they, they got bigger. They, they got bigger bases, and they tried last year too. They they did a lot more hit around last year. There was a lot. Judge had 16 stolen bases. Gleber had 
I think it was 12 stolen bases. So there's guys in this lineup that are going to be more aggressive. And the rule change, this is going to be 80s baseball. There's going to be a bunch of stolen bases. But these rules is ridiculous. Baby's nice. going to have 20-plus stolen bases. Judge is going to have 15-plus stolen bases. There's a bunch of dudes in Peraza. If he ever – if Peraza could get consistent ABs and really get the opportunity at short, he's going to get 30 stolen bases at the big league level. But I, I digress. Cabrera, too. But, 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 but yeah, Danny, 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 I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Yeah. I'm all for 1980s Ricky Henderson type – going out there, stealing every bag out there in the world. I'm all for that. But until I could, until I see it, I'm at this juncture in my life right now. I cannot see it right now. Until the season plays out and I'm seeing how the season plays out, then I could, I could make that assumption. But right now, I'm not going to go out there and hope on something that we're not seeing until it happens. Well, I get what you're saying. And, what, and we're saying what we're trying to say is that we're pushing. We was being pushed forward last year. That it was kind of it. The, it was I, it had I, begun. It wasn't. I, I it agree. wasn't shoved. Do, it wasn't shoved down everyone's throat. But it, it, it the baby steps were put in place where it wasn't the traditional of the, you know traditional baseball of okay we hit, get a get a single okay next person gets a single okay we're going station to station they were actually exactly. making the moves to do that. All right, Dave. and I were going at the same time. Go for it, Dave. Sorry, Dave. The, the, the last time the Yankees had a major base dealer was when Alfonso Soriano went forty for forty. You know, mm-hmm. you know before they traded him to Texas. 40. I mean, you 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 got to go back that far to find someone in this organization that stole over forty base that stole forty bases. You got to go back to two thousand one, two thousand two, <laughs> because they it just went by the wayside when George went out and bought you know Sheffield and all these other guys that can just bomb home runs. Yeah. Get back on track here, Bader. But I, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, and starting out, I got the 39 to 42 because he got to hit 40 the last two weeks of the season. Anyway, yeah, you're going yeah. to really bring up one. <laughs> Come on, bro. Get out of here. It wasn't a 40 40 season. Anyway. All right. Whatever. With, with, with Bader, when it comes to Zips and his projection, that they project him to Zips projects him to have the best season I everybody else compared to like steamers and, and bad X and all that. And this is according to fan graphs. So 4.6 war, right? 111 runs created plus, which will make them 11% better than everybody else in the big leagues. 250 okay. batting average, 319 on base, 419 slug. Okay, with 18 homers and 18 stolen bases. I, I think that'll be the absolute top tier of Harrison Bader. And 17.5 uh, war, oh, not war, but for, for his defensive rating, 17.5, which is so would be really good. So, 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 so they I, said I, they said that his stolen bases are 18 homers right. and stolen bases, 18. And this is the absolute top of, of, of the projection when it comes to Bader. So, mm-hmm. it, I, I think we should temper our expectations. I put this I, poll out. On, on Twitter, like, do we think Bader's going to hit 20? I, I think we'll be hard-pressed to see 20 home runs from Harrison Bader. I know being at home, being a, being a Yankee, playing in center field, all those things are super motivating factors. They also played three games in Colorado. Hit, he'll hit six homers there and bring a season total of 21. <laughs> but <laughs> Just <saying>. but uh, <laughs> they do play three games in Denver. <laughs> but I, 
I really don't see Harrison Bader being more than just a bottom of the order type of bat. Uh, I hope he I hope he plays himself to the point where it's like, hey, maybe we could put Bader at the top and move DJ down. Cause Boone loves to move move he wants DJ out of that leadoff spot. He wants to move him down. If Bader could have a, a great season and show like, hey, I'm more than just a two fifty hitter and I could get on base on a previous clip, then you can see him at the in that leadoff spot and kind of change the dynamic of the lineup. But I, I don't see I that mean, happening. Well, he'll he'll probably he'll definitely I mean, probably be higher than Donaldson in the lineup. <laughs> I I mean I know we're getting ahead of ourselves with starting lineup projections, but I wouldn't mind seeing one of the two combinations: either DJ or Bader, one and two, followed by Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, GT. I hate that so much. I hate those old school lineups. I, you know, that, oh, you hate old school lineups. We're going to get I, I, I really old school. Really wait, 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 wait. You hate the old school lineup, but say the two in front of Rizzo get on base and Rizzo comes up and puts one into the bleacher creatures. Then are you going to be upset? Because then it's a three nothing game at that point. The first two guys have to. You saying up. anyway? The, the, that that's the thing. The They're contact hitters. I, I love you put it. two I love contact it. hitters you, at the top hate, of the lineup. You hate things, Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm gonna, let's, let's reel this back in. Let's keep this reel this back into to the to Bader, to the Bader conversation for a second. <laughs> it kind of ties up. Danny was bringing something, a point up there before about – I'm sorry, Dave, when you were saying this before about, you know, he goes to, he goes to Colorado, he gets hit home runs. Let's take a let's, – let's tie this in somewhere else. There's – the next free agency – the people are coming in for free agents. Machado's probably main main guy along with Shohei Otani. Those are probably your two biggest ones, right? It ain't happening, bro. <laughs> you don't think no 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 you're jumping ahead you're jumping ahead of me. I'm not I'm Sorry. not doing, I'm not going down I'm not playing that game of them coming to the Yankees. What I'm trying to say is there is a probably remember base MLB it, Rollings Rollings is owned by MLB M, and they turn around and they play around with baseballs all the time. There's been so facts funny. that that there was three different baseballs used last year. Three different. I ones. found the picture. <laughs> One looked like a and it, ball. It, exactly, and there it's all about laces on the ball. It's all about how how the interior core is, if how loose it is, and all, that all depends on who's on the mound. What teams are playing and what and when they're playing. If it's a primetime game and you got say like Yankees and Red Sox, they're going to use a tightly wound ball to have more runs go in there to bring to get everyone attention. So if you're going to have like if you're going to have like the White Sox and and or the or the Royals and and Milwaukee playing, they don't care. That's going to be a softball that's going to be out there, and there and there's not going to be any runs. What I'm saying is there's going to be a chance where where the baseballs are also going to come into play where. We we were sitting there going, all these home runs were going out through the season, and then all of a sudden, this this game they're not going anywhere, and that's going that you have to, that has to be factored into the equation as well, is what I was trying to say. And usually that comes in that comes into big comes in big when you have a certain amount. Your free agent class is a certain class. If you have big boppers coming out there, they try to they try to deflate the numbers for the boppers so that that the that the owners aren't going to have to pay that much money if it was the. Pitchers that were there was a big free agency for the pitchers. The balls were going to be tight, a little bit more wound up, so their ERA is getting inflated a little bit more. They don't go out help you know baseball's not going to help those pitchers. They're not going to help the batters trying to get their money. So I, that's I don't, what it does, I don't say. I, I know I know where you're going with this, but it didn't stop you know Carlos from Correa from getting big money. It didn't stop Jacob Degrom from getting big money. 
you know, these guys like Correa had a very low offensive product producing year and he still almost got $300 million. So, well, he did twice. It just, I mean, didn't, it just didn't, he just didn't sign. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he agreed <laughs> to what 31 years and 895 million or something stupid this off season, but I don't, and hopefully with everybody playing everybody this year, they, they stop messing with the baseball, please. MLB stop messing with the baseball. Um, because that would be that, that, that's just, you're, you're messing with the fabric of the game. Like you threw Pete Rose out of baseball for betting on his team to win. And now you're manipulating the baseball to change, you know, money lines and, you know, to keep players from getting their maximum amount of money. I just, it's just bad for business, man. Pick one and stick with it. Mm, okay. Uh, I posed this question earlier to the group, um, and I think it's important to discuss just so we could have a better context of who uh, of who the Yankees going to compete against in the American League East. Who has the best outfield? And I, I'll go round table. Uh, Dave, we'll start with you. Hmm. I mean, I'm going to go with, with the Yankees, but that's just because I'm biased. But I uh, I would say the Yankees are 1A and Toronto is 1B. I think both outfields are very comparative to each other. Now with the addition of Kiermaier and Varsho and um, who they got playing in right, I forget. Um, they have Springer and right. But Springer, yeah, they moved Springer right. over to the so, right. I think both of those outfields are very – now, if Kiermaier can stay healthy, that's the big question up in Toronto. But I think both outfields are very similar to each other in the, in the amount of offense, defensive, uh, and defensive capability. Alex? Um, I l- really do like our outfield, but – I feel like our the core of our outfield is a little old. Sadly, I, I do feel it's a little bit it, it's it's aging. So I I'm one person that's available for youth. So I will say Toronto then, just because of the fact that I like youth over age. Well, I, I'm I'm gonna say something here. So Kiermaier's 32 and he's hurt 95 percent of the year. Mm-hmm. George Springer mm-hmm. is going into his age 32 33 season. And they're moving him from center to right for a reason. Okay. And he's injury prone. Uh, so, he couldn't even yeah, stay on the yeah. field. So, they got Varsho. Since he signed that deal, he couldn't stay on the field. <laughs> yeah. And playing and playing on the turf, playing on the turf is really tough in Toronto. Now they got Varsha, who's 26, who's a stud, who I, I wish we got. But he's probably the youngest guy out of there. And oh, am I gonna like, I, am I gonna say like I'm just saying looks, yes. At the end of yeah. the day, it, I I feel I like our older team over them, no matter what. Well, I mean, Bader's still relatively young; he's twenty eight, and then our our left field. But we're already, are be but we're already talking, but we're already here talking about that. This is going to probably be where Bader's going to end anyway. Well, at least with us, but not, it's not due to age. Yeah, no. Bader, no. Bader leaving. Bader not being being in the in the long term future is nothing to do with his age or anything like that. It has to do with the fact that of what we what we've invested in, what the team has invested in 
to bring, be brought up. Mm-hmm. When you put $5.1 million on international free agents, you get the highest at the time. You're going to, you're going to want to, you want a little return on your value. Mm-hmm. You know, if, sure. that's, that's the type of thing I'm saying. Um, I, Danny, you did pose this question to all of us. And my question still comes down to is it all depends on who our left fielder is. Cause if you go, if you want to take it position by position, right field, judge, judge playing right field. He, especially after last year, he wins out right field over the, over Toronto all, all day long. I still think it's a 50, 50 shot with in center field because Kiermaier is not just a gold glover. He's a platinum glove winner and he's proven to pass that he is a, he can track down every fly ball out there and he can, he can change your, He can change the game defensively and he's got a cannon of an arm as well. Um, and that goal that holds up pretty well against Bader and his one Bader's one gold glove. Left field is where left field is is where the was where the where it's the difference, and it depends on who we have in left field. I mean, Varsho is is, is good, looks like he's going to be legit. I mean, to give up uh, Gabby Marino to down down to Arizona for Dustin Varsho, they Toronto believes in him. So, I think that. Because we're going to have a platoon out in left field that no matter what happens, when you, you know, like, I don't know, Dave, I don't think you would ever see these, or Alex too, but Danny, you would remember this. The New York Post, they used to go position by position, um, especially like the big games. They said, okay, who has the edge? Who's mm-hmm. first base, blah, blah, blah. So if we're going to kind of do like the old New York Post way, who has the edge in right field? The Yankees have the edge in right field. Who has the who has the edge in center field? I think it's a push in center field. Who has the edge in left field? Because, it's a, because right now we have a... Um, uh, a platoon in in left field, the edge goes to Toronto because they're going to have someone out there regularly who's who's good. That's what that's yeah, what and that's what I'm time, saying. Like I question Varsho at Toronto. Like how much time is he going to spend in left field compared to how much time is he going to spend behind the plate as a catcher? Because he doesn't not much, home. not much at all. Because I don't think he's. Gonna, I think he's like the emergency catcher, kind of like uh, IKF is the emergency catcher for the Yankees. Yeah. He's not gonna be. He's he's not. Gonna, he, I think that that passed him by. I think he had some back issues or go, or whatever. And they just kind of said, you know what, you did extremely well in left field. You're just gonna be there. Yeah, he was a Gold Glove finalist in left, so he's he's a stud, uh, Varsho. And behind the plate, Toronto stacked Danny Jansen and Alejandro Kirk. Both of those two dudes are Kirk. studs. Yeah. So um, for me, Mark, I, you know. It's an interesting thing to talk about because when we when we think about our outfield, we, we think Giancarlo, we think Judge, we think Bader, we think Hicks, Florial, Cabrera. So our depth in the outfield is a lot better than Toronto's. So we could go the position by position, but I think overall, as as an organization, the Yankees went out due to the depth. Um, I, I, Varsha will have a better season than every left fielder on the Yankees roster. Um, but I think overall with the amount of, of guys that we have that can't produce at different positions, especially in the outfield, the Yankees will, will win that battle out. So I, I have the Yankees, Toronto, Baltimore, um, with, with Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes and Santander, who's a stud in, in his own right, um, falling in, in that third. Um, with the Rays and the Red Sox kind of lagging behind in fifth right there in terms of the outfield. But, you know, Baltimore and, and Tampa could kind of go 
back and forth because they got Margot, they got um, uh, uh, Rose Arena, Jose Siri. So I, I, I was I gonna say you can't, I can't, you can't sleep on Tam- you can't sleep on Tampa Tampa's outfield because they they always do something weird. Series Siri, they picked up off the scrap heap from from Houston. You know, Houston. like Houston got rid of Houston got rid of them, and then they before just as they made that their run for the title last year. Um, yeah. Rosarina, I kind you know he's kind of that player where he I, you know because he he came through the he came up and came and started playing so late that I think he, I think he he's hit his peak and his best years are behind him though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we'll, like we'll see. It's gonna be interesting, but oh. I, I still think it's gonna be Yankees Toronto, and it's gonna be a, I feel like we should do this projection for. For every infield, or we're going to do this in the future. So we should definitely rank them in the, in the AL East, and we're right. going to come down to it um, at the end of the, at the end of it and kind of make our predictions. But um, I, I, Toronto's. Gonna I'm, really I'm not going. I'm not going to mess up like last year. I'm sorry that I'm not messing up last year. I'm not saying anybody else but Yankees. We all saying, messed up last just, year. I'm just going to say all you guys messed up. You're the yeah. only one who was right, Danny. You're the only one. I was. I'm, I'm already and saying it before you even say it. I'm already going to say it. <laughs> I, I I feel like I, I don't want to be right now. I'm gonna hold it for later. I'm gonna hold on to it because I'm gonna hold on to it. I'm gonna hold on to it. I'm done. I'm not gonna say what I want to say. I hold it for you know our last episode. Silent. No, no. You'll feel better if you let it out, bro. Nope, I feel just fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. I mean that's that was all I got for the for the questions for the outfield. So um you guys have anything else that you could think of? No. <laughs> all right. Okay, so I have this. So, oh well we do have a, we did have a poll, right? We did have one poll. Yes, we did have one poll. Okay. Go hey, ahead, a question Mark. about Harrison Bader. Does anybody got it? Post whoever it has it. Yeah, whoever has it. Oh, yeah, it was about the, the home run. The home runs question, right? Right, Danny. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, the the the, the ladies of Yankees Twitter absolutely love Harrison Bader. It is like I I we posted a picture of his of his glove. And we have more ladies saying, like, oh, my God, Harrison's my husband. And I was like, oh, wow, all right. I guess that's how you guys feel. Uh, I know Allie <laughs> listens to us, so maybe she should move from Boyd to Harrison Bader. Hop on that bad bandwagon. Nah, She's going to block you, sir. She's all about that voice screen. <laughs> that poor guy. She's, she's going she, gonna to send you a my message. She's going to get you. <laughs> Yeah, come back, come back to the Yankees. Harrison Bader's got it, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> it's that youth movement. All right. So uh, the que- so the question was this that was posted: uh, Will Bader hit? Will Bader hit uh, twenty homer- homers this year? Seventy-seven percent of people said hell yeah. Twenty-three percent just came, said just short. And someone, Nick Barish, came replied back saying he, that he only thinks he gets eighteen. I guess I'm in the minority. I think he hits more mm-hmm. than 20. So I'm going to buy high. We you. hope you're right, though. I'm going to buy high. We, we hope you're right. You know, if you're right, hell yeah. 
I would love a 2020 season from Harrison Bader. I mean, if I'm right about this, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome right there. I've never been right on a season. It would legitimately be his his best season if he did that. So at which point the Yankees would be like, sorry, dude, we just got to let you go. And uh, speaking of letting it go, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you for everybody tuning in. If you did, uh, shout out to our new 200 followers on Twitter in the last 48 hours. Welcome aboard. Hope you're enjoying the show. Um, Hola. To everyone listening <clears throat> across the pond internationally, we thank you. Keep uh, keep those numbers jumping up. Uh, we jumped the charts in the UK from fifth to fourth, so uh, we're making it making it pop overseas. Um, everybody here at home, tune in every Thursday night, nine o'clock, unless something major happens then we'll bring it to you maybe a little bit earlier or if we have a special guest so for many behind the scenes danny alex and mark david bronx muchachos sign off <laughs>